Welcome back to Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia. I'm a dating coach, and I'm sharing no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you've been on dozens of dates or you're just getting started. I believe dating can be fun. It can also be super complicated, especially when it comes to who pays, especially on a first date. Today's episode is going to be a little different. This is a solo podcast, but I'm treating it more like a dialogue about who pays for dates, specifically the first date. And this is a big topic. So this question comes up a lot from people on Instagram and the cleanest, easiest version of the answer to the question of who should pay on a first date is whoever asked for it. But the truth is, it's not that simple, especially in heterosexual dating. When I first posted that answer, right, whoever asked for the dates pays for it, I had a handful of men reach out to me and they basically said, well, you might as well just say the guy always pays for the first date because women want us to ask them out and men don't get asked out. And it's like, yeah, if you're a heterosexual woman and you believe whoever asked for the first date should pay, how often do you ask a guy out on a first date? I know plenty of women do. I have. But I also know plenty of women really want the guy to make the first move and text first and plan the date and all this stuff. So I threw a few polls up on Instagram and you can find me on Instagram at dating.intentionally. And these polls were about who pays for dates. I asked about expectations of heterosexual men and women. I asked about why it's expected that men pay on the first date. I also had queer folks weigh in on how it works when you're dating someone who's of the same gender or non-binary. And I know that DMs are kind of a bubble. Like you can only see my individual conversation with you outside of what I, like the screenshots that I'm sharing on Instagram stories. But let me tell you that I got hundreds and hundreds of DMs about this topic. This relationship between money and early dating scenarios is complex. I learned a lot from reading your DMs and I'm excited to get into it and kind of share this conversation. So in this episode, I'm going to basically explore both sides of the story as well as factors that affect everyone. I'm going to get into why women expect men to pay and how men feel about it according to, again, what people have shared with me in my DMs. I'm also going to get into what queer folks have shared as well because the expectations and dynamics are different. This is a fascinating topic and I encourage you to pay attention to what comes up for you as you listen. Some of the opinions and points of view that I share might make you roll your eyes and some you might agree with. Pay attention to these reactions because the biggest thing I learned is that your view on who pays for the first date and early dates in general is deeply personal and rooted in your beliefs around gender roles, money, your value, the value you put on the other person, how you were brought up, and so much more. I'm also going to get into what I learned about myself in this conversation because I did have a few realizations. Ultimately, I hope this episode gives you more clarity about yourself, where you stand on this, and most importantly, why you feel the way you feel. My goal with this episode was to create more empathy and compassion because I feel like in heterosexual dating especially, there is a lot of bitterness and resentment and it's like kind of like a competition of who has it worse and I really don't like that. I don't think that is helpful or productive in dating. We're all trying to find the best match for each other. We're all doing the best we can. It's just we have to stop fighting over who has it worse. We're, we're on the same team, right? The first thing I want to talk about is just some of the factors that we have to consider when thinking about who pays for the first date and why. And the first one is age. While none of these generalizations are true for everyone, there isn't kind of an expectation that as you advance in your career and age and gain more experience, you earn more. Like, like yes, you are likely going to be earning more at age 45 than you were at 35 and, and more at 35 than you were at 25. This doesn't apply to everyone, but it's pretty common. 
Another factor that we can't ignore is career choice. If you're a woman who works in, let's say, tech recruiting, and you go out with a guy who is a middle school history teacher, it's likely you make more than him. So who pays then? You know. And finally, the last factors we have to think about are socioeconomics, body size, race, and sexual identity, all which affect how much someone earns in their career. This is a really complex question with so many layers. So I don't want to forget or ignore these factors as we talk about the different sides to the argument of who should pay on the first date. Okay, let's start with what I heard from women. And by the way, women make up 80% of my audience. Everyone is welcome here, but if my content seems to skew towards helping women more, that's not an accident. I don't know the breakdown within that 80% of who is straight, bi, or gay, but I want you to know that however you identify, you are safe and respected here. When I asked why men are expected to pay on first dates, here are the nine most common reasons I got in my DMs. One, the gender pay gap. Two, the pink tax. Three, dating for women is more risky. Four, it's a nice gesture or it's like a gift. Five, it shows that they're a provider and that they're financially stable. Six, because I like feeling taken care of. Seven, women do more emotional labor than men in relationships as well as other labor. Eight, it shows they are interested in me. And nine, because men should court women. So ladies listening, which of these resonate with you? I'm going to get into each one a little bit, and I want you to know I am speaking from the position of I am a bi woman, and I empathize with women. I have a lot of the same experiences as you ladies listening, but I definitely got frustrated hearing some of these responses because I think while our views are valid, some of these expectations and rules are getting in the way of us finding love, meaning sometimes we write off a guy too fast if he reaches for the check too slowly or is too eager to accept our offer to split the bill. Okay, so the first one is gender pay gap, which was easily the most common reason that men are expected to pay for dates. On average, women earn 18% less than men in America. So to account for this, it's expected that men pay up. One person wrote into me and said, women can pay for dates when roles can be totally reversed overall, when the pay gap is completely reconciled, and when women don't suffer financially and in their careers when they have children. Men should happily pay for dates that they're asking women on. So people also message me pointing out that men have more access to wealth, promotions, career advancement, and all that stuff. And yes, this is a real thing. Women have more challenges to face when it comes to reaching their earning potential and using and, and pursuing motherhood or being a parent, whether that's with or without a partner. So there is an expectation that men will probably earn more in their lifetime, so they should pay for dates. I mean, I get that. We are working towards equality, but we are not financially equal yet. The second one is the pink tax. So if you don't know what this is, basically it's a fact that products and some services marketed to women are priced higher than the same products and services that are marketed to men. Think things you'd get at the pharmacy like razors and deodorant, things both men and women use. But the pink versions of these, the ones that are for women, are marked up. The same goes for haircuts. And I mean, this is real. At least (laughs) it is for me. Johnny and I both have long hair. His hair was longer than mine at one point, and his haircuts are always cheaper than mine, even if we went to the same place. Basically, it's more expensive to exist as a woman. And the idea is that men should pay for dates because of that. So the third reason is that it's more dangerous for women to go out and date. This one is harder for me to get on board with, not because it's not true. I mean, yes, like there are a lot more risks for women my opinion doesn't really matter. This is If this is your belief, I am not trying to change it. So the idea behind this is that a woman has to take more necessary precautions in dating compared to men. Like The labor of 
you know, checking to make sure their date isn't a creep, getting pepper spray just in case there's an issue, making sure the date is in a safe part of town, texting all their friends or sharing their location to make sure that like their friends, you know, will know that they're alive at the end of the date, getting an Uber to the date and just constantly being on guard during the date just in case the person she's with wants to like tamper with her drink or something like that. So because of all these things, a woman has to worry about that on a date and a man doesn't, the man should pay. I get these concerns. These are not my personal concerns, but they are valid. Does that mean the guy has to pay? I don't know. When I first heard this, I was like, a guy with malicious intent can just as easily put his credit card down as any other guy. A person paying for your date doesn't make you more safe. And when I asked about this, here are two DMs I got. The first one is, it's simply more risky for the woman to go out on the date, especially a first date from an app with a heterosexual guy. She could be yelled at, assaulted, drug, raped, etc. The payment, quote unquote, covers a bit of that risk, meaning it's almost payment for the anxiety women feel when getting ready and going to the date. Again, I hear you, but I just don't, I don't get it. <laughs> um, here's the second one. I spend more time and money in getting ready for the date, and I'm risking a lot more from a safety and security standpoint. With the extra burden and risk a woman carries in an initial meetup, the least the man could do is pay, in my opinion. My first reaction to this, which again says a lot about me and who I am, so I feel very vulnerable sharing this right now, is that I don't want a man's pity money. Like, oh, you're so brave for coming on this date. Let me pay for you. Maybe I'm not getting it, but that's how these DMs make me feel. I feel like I'm going to have to send this whole episode to my therapist to like analyze later. I feel, I don't know. Let me know what you think about that one. And maybe I am just speaking from a place of privilege of just not feeling that much in danger on dates, even though I obviously know that it is dangerous to date and it is dangerous to meet people from the internet. You never know what's going to happen. That kind of also is true for like walking around in life. I don't know. The fourth reason women expect men to pay is that it's like a gesture or a gift that shows a man is willing to invest or demonstrate effort. I agree. It feels nice to have a guy pay for the first date. I would, I would never argue with that. The issue I have with this one is the assumption that if a guy asks to split, that automatically means he's not invested or interested. I'm not on, on a date to be gifted something. I'm not on a date to receive a gesture. I'm on a date to get to know someone. And typically that's going to happen over something like coffee or a drink that costs money, but it doesn't have to. My favorite first date activity was when a guy set up a picnic with pastries that he got for free and we got to sample the pastries. No cost, great date activity. It was very memorable for me, even though that connection didn't work out. To me, the biggest gesture is someone listening, laughing at my jokes, engaging in conversation, asking questions, taking interest in my interests, and remembering things I say. Do you know how easy it is for someone to take out a credit card and pay for a date, like physically? It's nice, but it's like, does it really say that much about their character compared to their ability to listen and engage in a conversation? Again, if you feel this way, I'm sorry. I don't want to attack you, and I'm not here to try to change your mind. I'm just sharing my take as someone who has been on hundreds of dates. I guess I should share at this point that my stance is that there's too much focus on men paying for dates and not enough focus on other portrayals of strong character that you might be overlooking. Because if the moment the check comes is make or break, then you could potentially pass on an amazing partner who meets your needs. Like it's just the one date. And I'll get to this later. I understand that it's important. You don't have a lot to work with in early dating in terms of data points when you're learning about someone. But I don't think that the check should be the make or break. So the fifth reason on this list was that if a guy pays for a date, it shows they're financially stable and a provider. 
Okay, I do have an issue with this one. One, why are we even worrying about if they can quote unquote provide on the first date when we first have to figure out if we like them? Right. It's it's their ability to provide is important. And I understand like you want to you either want a provider or like an equal partner. You want someone who is going to show up and contribute financially to the partnership. Totally get that. But there are so many other things that you have to figure out about someone before you even worry about the money thing. Two, just because a guy puts down a credit card after you get drinks and appetizers doesn't mean he's financially stable or has any money. Credit card debt is a thing. Bad credit scores are a thing. Being able to pay for a date doesn't make someone financially competent. So please don't jump to this conclusion on a first date. And I know you're not making a full judgment based on the first date, but it's just a data point. And I want you to zoom out and remember that if one of your big priorities is financial security and stability, that anyone can also lose their job and income at any time. Things change, life happens, layoffs happen. So I would say when thinking about finances, it's more important to choose someone who's financially savvy and maybe conservative if you're after stability, rather than judging based on if they pay for a few dates early on in your relationship. I have more thoughts on this and we'll get into it more later. So the sixth reason is I like feeling taken care of. Who doesn't? I can see how a guy paying for a date makes you feel taken care of. In addition to that, I encourage you to look for other signs that he can take care of you, like listening and being thoughtful, being empathetic and compassionate, respectful of your boundaries and all that other stuff. And again, I said this in early dating, we don't have many data points to go off of. That's why these little things like who pays and who initiate texting matter because you don't have anything else to really measure interests and investment. So yeah, a guy paying for the first date is just one of many ways early on to show he's interested and cares and can take care of you. I get it. Sometimes I wonder if we can consider how can men you know, feel cared for as well. I know, I sound very like, but what about men in this episode? I guess in modern dating, from what everything I learned so far, there are just a lot more expectations on how men should act compared to how women should act right now in 2024. But maybe I feel that way because I talk to women in my DMs all day long and I just hear all these complaints about men. Often I'm over here thinking like, geez, give the guy a break. But I understand where women are coming from because when we zoom out, men move through the world with much more privilege than women. It's hard. This stuff is complicated. The next common argument is women do more emotional labor in relationships than men. So here's a DM I got about this. Women do more emotional labor over the course of a relationship and mental labor around the house. And it's a test to see if a man has a sense of responsibility and will look after me if it came to it. I know this is one DM and I just don't like the idea of a test on a date in any shape or form. Like this is the reason that the check is such a pass or fail moment on a date for guys dating women. And when it comes to this emotional labor argument, I don't buy it. I don't really think emotional labor down the road in a relationship and paying for dates are related to each other at all. Maybe they are. I just don't see it that way. And if you do, great. It's not a competition of who does more and who does less. Like that's not what a good relationship is. This type of thinking pits a man and a woman against each other. And when in a relationship, we're on the same team. So the next argument that came up was if they pay, it shows they're interested in me and that they're courting me. I had women write in saying that men should court women by paying for dates and that a man is in his masculine energy if he's paying for dates. If you haven't heard my episode on masculine and feminine energy, I highly recommend going back and listening to it. That is episode number 37. But again, look, if this is the dynamic you want, I'm not here trying to change your mind, but I'm going to share that 
my thought on this, which is that to me, the idea that a guy should pay for my time is icky. It's not because I don't think my time isn't valuable. I know it is, but maybe it's just because I don't care about my partner earning a ton of money. And this leads perfectly into my personal stance on this because I've learned a lot about myself as I read your DMs and really thought about this issue, this moment that comes up on a date, which is like so loaded. So I'm going to be sharing my stuff now. Again, this is like I'm being very vulnerable and open with you guys. So I appreciate uh, that you're listening. I think splitting the first date should be the norm. It takes a lot of pressure off. It removes this whole judgment of men based on this one moment on a date. After that, taking turns makes sense if incomes are somewhat similar and there are not any kids or any responsibilities like that in the picture. And this is, again, this is my personal stance on money and relationships and paying for dates. I am really individualistic. I don't expect anyone to help or save me financially, even though I am getting married. I am planning to fund my own maternity leave if I choose to have kids. I am literally working right now to save up and give myself at least one, if not two years off work completely if I choose to have kids within the next three to four years, as if Johnny didn't exist. The truth is, if we had to live on his salary, we could. Our lives would change a bit. And we're in California. If we had kids, it would definitely be tough, but we could do it. Anyway, I'm just going into this next chapter of my life still looking out for myself, even though I have a partner who does make a stable income. I know this is not normal. Like (laughs) I'm psychoanalyzing myself. This is probably because I truly feel I have to look out for myself at all times. This is part of what I learned as a kid. My parents are divorced. You know, no one's going to come save me. No one's going to come help me, even though that is not true at all. I have a partner and I have two living parents who would absolutely help me financially if I asked. But this independence is very, very deeply ingrained in me. And that's what this conversation about who pays on the first date taught me. You know, one of the arguments was that women lose income in early parenthood if they pursue having a family because they're more likely to stay home, especially when, you know, their kid is a newborn. I guess the idea of losing income while having to rely on my partner financially never crossed my mind because I've been scheming up how to avoid this issue for a few years and I'm not even close to having kids yet. I know it's not very common. It's very individualistic, uh, but that is how I've been thinking about this. When I was dating, I did let guys pay for me, but I didn't think about it at all if they asked to split or if they took me up on my genuine offer to split. It just wasn't something I worried about or paid attention to. And if a guy insisted on paying, like if I offered and he said no, I didn't put up a fight. Like I wasn't going to argue about that and and insist. I hate to say this, but I definitely am in the quote unquote, I don't need a man camp. I'm really proud of the life I've been able to build and thanks a lot to the privileges that I had growing up. And part of the reason I had those privileges that I grew up with is because I had two parents who worked full-time jobs and that made it harder for them to be around when I was growing up. I grew up with a mother who earned more than my father. And I think growing up in that environment has a lot to do with my values around this today. So again, these are my opinions. I want you to take all this information in and revise and maybe clean up or develop your own philosophy around this that aligns with your values and what you think is important and what you feel is right for you. Because ultimately, this is extremely personal. That's why it's so hard to just say, like, this is who should pay. This is what you should do because it doesn't exist. Like, you need to figure that out for yourself. So I want to get into 
what guys have to say about this. I'm going to share some DMs I got from men about how they feel about this expectation to pay for the first date. My takeaways were that it's not as nearly deep for men as it is for women and that men are kind of over it, but they know it's expected for that they'll pay and then they know it's safer for them to just pay. So here's a DM I got from a 30-year-old man who lives in LA who I think summed up what a lot of men expressed to me very well. He writes, having to pay is not the biggest deal to me now that I make what I think is a lot of money. But when I was making a normal income, this really bothered me. Dating was costing me thousands of dollars per year and it made me feel used. But I felt I had no choice but to not say anything and clearly a fair portion of people expected it. Out of 100 dates, only one person insisted on splitting. I love that about her. A few others offered, but it was usually unclear whether they actually meant it or just felt pressure too. I think it's really important to empathize with this experience. This is a real experience of feeling used and feeling unsure about their offer to split the bill and feeling like they really had no choice but to offer to pay. And obviously, these feelings are valid and I can definitely empathize. When I shared this on Instagram, a common response from women and people in general was, well, then he should just pick cheaper places for dates. And I'm with you. If a guy is asking a woman out, he's in control of where they go. And coffee is totally fine for some women. I'm sure you could think of a woman you know who would scoff at the idea of coffee as a real date. But I hope that most of you listening would accept coffee or a glass of wine or a dessert as a real first date. It's like, can we want guys to show an effort and investment and all this stuff? If the date is under $25, you know, does that still align? That's up to you to answer. I think a lot of men feel bitter and resentful about this expectation, probably because second dates can be few and far between, even if they're paying for the date. Not that a woman owes a man anything when he offers to pay for a date, but you can see how it gets expensive if, you know, your mindset as a woman is, oh, a guy can pay for the first date and I'll pay for the second. And I think a lot of women have this mindset, but. If you're not getting to the second date with a lot of guys, well, there's an imbalance. Here's another message I got from a guy in his early 30s who lives in New York. I can see how the man always paying can feed into men feeling very used in early dating, especially if it goes nowhere. But there's also the fact of how expensive it can get on the male end. If a guy was dating multiple people and had four first dates in a week, all drinks, this could lead to spending up to $200 and only lead them back to the apps. Dates add up. Look, I mean, it depends on where you live, right? This is another one of those factors that like if you live in a city, coffee and drinks are expensive. Cocktails these days are like 20 bucks or more in some places. When I order coffee for Johnny and I, we're spending over $25, including tip. Who's to say what's a lot of money? Because what's a lot of money to me is going to be different to than what's a lot of money to you. So that's why, again, this is very personal, but we can't ignore the fact that sometimes dates are expensive, even the inexpensive ones. When I read these messages, it definitely makes me understand why there's a lot of bitterness for guys in the dating world. And women are bitter too. And all this bitterness kind of makes dating miserable. And I wish that everyone had more compassion and empathy for what the other person is going through. And I think some of that bitterness would go away. We would soften up a little bit, you know? I've heard from men and women that if a woman offers or insists on splitting the bill on a date, that means they're not interested. So here's a DM I got from a 30-something guy. He writes... I don't care if a woman offers to pay. It's a small green flag. If they strongly insist, I take it as a sign they didn't have a good time and don't want to feel bad 
and don't want to feel bad about not seeing me again. Yeah. I mean, I could see with this sentiment how a man paying becomes a quote unquote investment, but I think it's weird that if a woman offers to split, it's a sign of disinterest. I just like, I get that that's like kind of the status quo and that probably is never going to change or it won't change now. But this is a, this is an American thing because in other countries, you know, I've heard from my DMs, like people in the UK and, and in Europe that splitting is the norm. Splitting is just the the go-to on dates. And it's rare that the that one person will cover the whole bill. So this is definitely an American thing. Other things that came up when I talked to men, you know, in the vein of feeling used is that sometimes there have been situations where the woman plans and chooses the date location, but then expects the man to pay. That's a big no-no. We don't want to do that. That's kind of rude. Another thing that comes up is the man will pick the place or someone picks the place and then women will just choose the most expensive things on the menu. I mean, look, I'm not going to – if that's the that's what you want, fine. But I think that that can be a little rough. That could also contribute to men feeling used. You know, just there are little things like little nuances here to pay attention to if you want the guy to pay and that's that's your value and that's that's what you want. I think that we can want a guy to pay and be respectful of that, right? I think that's fair. Let me know what you think. I wish I had more guys weigh in. And if you're listening and, you know, whoever you are, you want to share your thoughts, head over to Instagram at dating.intentionally and shoot me a message. I'm going to shift gears here and talk about how this all works in same-sex relationships or with folks who are non-binary because it's a lot less complicated and a lot less loaded. From what I've learned from the many bi, gay, lesbian, and non-binary folks who wrote in, who pays for the first date is mostly dependent on who asks or there's just a baseline assumption that you're going to split. So much easier, right? I'm going to read some DMs I got about this. Gay male here and there's no rule. Either the organizer pays or splits or takes turns from the get-go or there's a reason that one wants to pay, maybe a special occasion. Sometimes it follows an income imbalance, which is fine if it's sincere generosity and not a quid pro quo. Indeed, often it's about maintaining equality. So yeah, I mean, there's there's various factors. It seems like there maybe there's more of a discussion here. Like on a first date, with a guy, if you're a woman, you're not really discussing who's going to pay for the first date. There's less of this like discussion. It's more of a check dance. When the check comes, we're going to a little dance and I'm going to reach for my wallet and pretend or not pretend, you know, whereas maybe with same sex dating, there's less of that dance. Here's another message. I'm a 35 year old woman. I'm a lesbian. Majority of the time, we both just casually put our card down and split the bill. There's no rules. But I find that if there is a five-plus year age difference, the older one normally insists on paying. And if I arrive late, I insist on paying. So that's interesting. Here's another message. I'm a lesbian, and I typically date masculine-presenting women. To counter a lot of heteronorms in my dating life, the person who initiated the date pays. I personally feel like splitting gives the energy of hanging out for girls' night. It almost lessens the courtship slash woo of dating. So here, you know, in this example, we still have the whole paying for dates is equivalent to courtship and wooing someone. And I find that interesting. I find it interesting that we use money in this way. I wonder why in 2024 courtship still has this transactional vibe. I get where it came from, but it's like, why is there still this transactional vibe? Like where if if you pay for me, you're courting me. So I really appreciate everyone who weighed in and shared their responses. It was really interesting to read all of them. And I hope that this episode gives you kind of a picture, like a snapshot of of what 
people are thinking online. And, you know, again, this is this small sample of people who follow me on Instagram talking to me. And this is just my opinion. And I hope I hope that I just helped you think about something differently or this was entertaining. I do want to get into some guidelines for this, like paying on dates, right? Because I think these are just like etiquette things, right? The first one is don't offer to pay or split the bill if you don't actually want to. Please. That's a test. It's kind of manipulative. You'll be disappointed if they take you up on it. Like if you want them to pay, which is totally fine, when the bill comes, don't do anything. Just smile, talk to them, whatever. Like see what they do. Don't do the wallet reach if you don't mean it. And don't test your date and have an open mind, right? Just because like your values are yours and someone else's money values are theirs. And if they ha- if you guys have different values around money, that doesn't mean that it's unmatched and it doesn't mean that the other person is bad or wrong. You're just different. So to wrap this up, I just want to reiterate that money values run deep and they're personal. Your values are yours. Mine are mine. No one's right or wrong. It's just a matter of making sure that your actions align with what's important to you. I think there needs to be a lot more empathy in this area in dating. I think we need to have a lot more compassion for each other and recognize that men have challenges, women have challenges. You know, there is this financial inequality. There is there is a lot of pressure on men and it's not a competition of who has it worse. Let's just agree that there that we both have we all have challenges and we're all doing our best and we're trying to be kind to each other. I also encourage you to own your money values and know where they come from. I wanted to do this episode to inspire you to dig deeper about why you want the things you want in early dating and if they align with what you want for the rest of your relationship. Let's continue this conversation. If you listened to this episode, if you got this far, please DM me on Instagram at dating.intentionally. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for being open and listening to this. And as always, thank you for tuning into the podcast. I'd love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love, or just you want to talk to them about who pays for dates. If any of these episodes have helped you in your dating journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.